Welcome back to Pardon the Confusion. I say welcome back because I hope you're a regular listener. If you're not, this is your first time. Welcome. My name is Paul Arnold. I host this podcast. And my frequent, most beloved guest host, Ernest Watts, is with me today. Ernest, what's your favorite thing on TV today that you've been watching? Oh, wow. First of all, I'm struck by the, the beloved part. Um because you send me regular checks, you know, it helps. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, 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 oh, and I just plugged out on the name on it, too. It's a new show on HBO Max with John Cena. Peacemaker. Uh, Peacemaker. Oh, I love it to death. Uh, James Gunn, who did uh, The Suicide Squad and did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Squirm and a few other movies is the writer producer of it, and it is a hard R. It it takes down. It's a hard R takedown of superhero movies. It's 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 highly enjoyable to say the very least. And and Cena is kind of like uh, Dwayne Johnson. He he's kind of converted over from being a wrestler to a a a full. Time star. Now, you know, he was an All-American in college as a wrestler. And he's done a lot of benevolent work on his own personally. But he has, he just has natural comic timing and is very believable. But, it's a, you know, you can't watch the show around the kitties, okay? I'm going to tell you that right now. But it has a great supporting cast, and, and it's excellent. I, I do say it's, it's kind of like... There is no real comparison for it. I guess that's the best thing to say. Well, you sort of like that edgy, sometimes adult, uh, topical humor, right? So, yeah, oh, yeah. Self-referential humor. And yeah. that's the, the fact that we there's a wink and a nod that we're making fun of something. And uh, there's another series on HBO Max called uh, The Doom Patrol, which does a lot, uh, which has really resurrected Brendan Fraser's career. A lot of people don't realize Brendan Fraser, uh, at, during filming the, the Mummy series, had spinal surgery and, and got hooked up on the opioids and, and kind of grained weight. And now there's a, we're almost going through a Brendan Fraser resonances. resonances. Well, I'm trying he's to, been I, out of the radar for like 15 years. So. Yeah, and now he's in, he's in uh, Martin Scorsese's next movie. And he's a big part of that. And it's, it's a good little, it's the same type of humor in that respect. Now, I uh, do enjoy Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. Let's save that uh, for after sports. Let's we'll okay, go entertainment, we'll sports. sports, back to entertainment, just because okay. we want to. So, as you know, if you're a repeat listener, I'm a huge fan of Michigan. But in 1985, I moved down to Georgia for a job and met my lovely wife, who's raised loving Georgia, number one, Alabama, number two, because her uncle was a recruiter for Alabama. And so uh, we watched the Georgia-Alabama game to the third quarter. Then we retired, and we said, you know what? If we watch it and they lose, we're going to be bummed. And if we watch it and they win, we still got to go to work. And so anyways, we went to bed and woke up with texts on our phone, everybody saying, what a great game, what a great game. Ernest, did you have faith that Georgia could come back and win that game? Well, first of all, you do you know you set yourself up for a great parody song. The pastor went down to Georgia looking for a soul oh. to save. <laughs> that's <laughs> another old song. Uh, that's yeah. another old song. Okay, never thought of that. Uh, 
what I, when I thought Williams go down, the wide receiver for Alabama, I thought Georgia had a chance. Uh, and, you know, of course, Alabama beat them very by a large amount in the SEC championship game in their backyard. And they talked it up big during that game. Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you had Michi go down uh, in that particular game. The other wide receiver, Jameson Williams, tears an ACL. Their, their starting cornerbacks go down. So, and everybody who watched the first game had wondered why Georgia didn't blitz. Now, Georgia has a great front four. Uh, two kids that, that I know of that'll probably wind up in the first round drafted. And they wondered, well, they didn't blitz. Well, in this game, particularly in the second half, they started to blitz. And that pretty much was a large difference in what you were seeing. I, again, you know, the, the, Heisman Trophy winner, young. He's not that tall, and if you put pressure on him, like most quarterbacks at any level, like Tua, he has problems. Like Tua, or anybody in that respect, they start having problems. So you know, and I'm I'm not a Stetson Bennett fan. I you know during the game I was texting you put hey, in. Hey, wait a second, Stetson Bennett the third or whatever, right? Stetson, yes, yeah, Stetson Bennett the third. Sounds like should be on an island with Gilligan with a name <laughs> like that, but you know I'm I like JT Daniels. Remember like the Masters? Oh yes, uh, probably does have a membership now. Hey, <laughs> do you think he has to ask to play that? Augustus says, "Come on down." You've won. Yeah, I mean, Nakobe uh, Dean is probably the best linebacker, and I've watched him. He's going pro. Uh, again, it's a team that that. It's one of the best defenses I've seen college level. I mean, two two years ago, we saw probably the best offense with the LSU team beating Clemson for the national championship. I think this year, you saw the best college defense I've ever seen. I mean, the amount of talent they had, particularly on that front line, it was truly, truly amazing in that respect. And it's it's unique. It, it took two teams like that to, to make a difference. Uh even that, they split two games. And how many years has this been? I remember when. <laughs> let me see. When uh, Georgia won it before. Yeah, uh, Herschel Walker. Months and their announcer said, "And sugar is falling from the sky because they won it in the in the Sugar Bowl." And so they it got it. got Buck Blue a job. He was the quarterback of that team, and now he does the Braves uh, pregame show mm-hmm. for WSB. By the way. State of Georgia doing pretty well these days with the Braves World Series and the uh, Georgia National Championship. But, you know, you, you get the comments, and I don't see it that much of a problem because it's happened before, about the sport becoming so regionalized. People getting tired of watching SEC teams. Now, if you step away from that, and you like defense like I do, and you like line play, defensive line play, offensive blocking, that was a great game. And usually, you know, the semifinals were not great games. This is a good game. I don't care if the teams did come from the SEC or if they come from the Pac-10. That was an enjoyable game. And the ratings weren't quite what ESPN wanted to see um, because you had a repeat game. I think that had a lot to do with it. And the fact that they tried to stretch out this game with too many commercials and by the way, I don't know what was going on with that uh, music video at halftime. <laughs> Katy Perry. I didn't think that was quite appropriate for her to be grabbing certain parts of her body 
at a halftime of a college football game. It's the Miley uh, Cyrus effect. You got to do something outrageous. Or Madonna before her, right? I mean, I've, I'm just getting old. That's all there is about that. But that's that's the only thing I'll we'll say that and we'll go there. It was an enjoyable game. I called- What I watched, it was really high-level play, and I enjoyed watching the, you know three quarters. The linebacker for Alabama, I forget. I'm whiffing on his name right now. Anderson. Holy moly, is he a stud. Man, that guy, is his physical talents are off the charts, and I can see him being like a Lawrence Taylor type guy coming off the end in the NFL easily. He was amazing. And while we're talking about him for a second, Anderson, Saban has become almost like the grandfather of college football, saying nice things about people, being a class act when he loses, talking about how great Kirby Smart is, how much he you know, cares for him and what a great captains he had in the team. And I almost like Saban now. I, hate, I can't believe I'm saying that now, but did you feel the same way watching that uh, Saban react to the game? Did you see the press conference afterwards? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, when he to the, told these two young, and then I'm gonna I will uh, modify this to a certain extent. But the the kids were down and they're starting to get up, and he basically right. said, "Sit down." That that one game will not define you as a person or as your career. There'll be other opportunities. I right. thought, that's wow. What I'm talking about. It was I amazing. Think I think well, I think he's secure in being the senior statesman. Of college football. I mean, what does he have to prove? He is the greatest college football coach Ever. of all time. Ever. I mean, that's it. And he, other, like, unlike other coaches, he doesn't have to win. I mean, you, did you think anybody called up Al, the AD <laughs> on Monday and said, let's fire Saban. He blew a chance for a chip. No, he's secure. Oh, uh, there's some <laughs> complainers down there. Don't get that wrong. But <laughs> he is secure. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating this year's <coughs> first year that any assistant uh, defeated him. Sure. Jimbo Fisher did it at Texas A&M during the regular season. Of course, Kirby Spark beating him here in the championship game. But I think, again, I think he's become a fine representative of what college football and what leadership has been. I mean, now you can admire him as a person, whereas we did admire him as a coach in that respect. Well, he wasn't very likable for many years. Plus, you felt like he just kept on gray-shirting all these players. Uh, say, hey, come, we'll get you know you can try out for a starting spot. Oh, sorry, you didn't make the team, but we're gonna want you to hang around in a semi-scholarship. And uh, now with Great. the transfer portal, that's done. Basically, you know, players are gonna go where they want to go. And but, anyways, I just thought, man, that was really well done by Saban. Well done by Kirby Smart. And my wife and I have a little thing going on. Every once in a while, I'll say, hey, Audrey, guess what? She goes, what? Michigan beat Ohio State. And we both laugh and smile. And then she, now she's saying, hey, Paul, guess what? I said, what? Georgia won the national championship, beat Alabama. Yes. So, can, I join, can I join that and say the Braves beat the Astros? Yes. So okay. we're going to enjoy every day of the year until the next time around. So, Well, it's, it's as fans, the majority of the time, your team's going to lose. Is back to the Dean Smith philosophy of if you live and die with every game, you've got to die a whole lot. And it's the the legitimate thing is usually our team is not does not win its last game. And this is one of the rare years uh, for Audrey and myself that our team won the last game. And for you, 
your team won the most, what you deemed to be the most important. We disagree there. And again, the problem is you don't start the next five minutes worrying about next year, who they're recruiting, who they're bringing in, or if your coach is leaving the coach somewhere else. You just sit back and enjoy it in that respect. And that's, that's part of it. Again, with sports, it's, it's the journey is sometimes more exciting than the destination. Mm-hmm. We enjoy sports during the season. So do you think Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals will win a Super Bowl in the next four years? Uh, wow, I made Ernest no, speechless. No, no. No? I'm trying to give him benefit of the doubt. No, I don't think so. All right, well, let's talk about two other NFL teams. Okay. And tell me which one do you think has the brighter future? These two teams faded toward the end. One made the playoffs, one didn't. The Rams made the playoffs, but they're looking quite shaky right now. And the Colts missed the playoffs when it looked like they were a sure thing. Which team has the brighter future? Colts. Simply the fact that they just need a quarterback, whereas the Rams are an aging team that has traded away most of their draft picks. So, and they're flush against the cap. I mean, Indianapolis will be a great destination. Now, now the market, albeit, is not full of a lot of options. But you've got the best offensive line. You've got Nelson at guard, who is the best offensive lineman in, in football. You've got a great defense. You've got some great wide receivers with Pittman. Uh they just need a quarterback. That's the only thing they're missing. Uh, you know, I, I think they're a solid foundation. The Rams have a 36-year-old quarterback. He'll be 37 next year. They got a Mercurial, uh wide receiver. That we don't know when he's going to blow up. They really don't have a solid, dependable running back. Defense, again, is aging. So, yeah, I mean, the Colts have a better future. Right. Rams feel pressure. They got to win it. But this this year, that's because the Super Bowl's in their backyard. Yeah. Beckham looks, you know, sometimes he looks like he's really trying, but that last throw against the 49ers, Stafford threw it out there, and Beckham didn't even act like the ball was coming to him at all. He didn't even fight for it. And that's. uh, Cooper Cup had a great year, but you worry about him physically breaking down. Yeah. There's a guy from a Division III school. And. You know, borderline MVP candidate. Quick, who's the MVP? I think I'm going to go back to Aaron Rodgers again. Um, I think Brady had a phenomenal year considering all the injuries all around him. But Rodgers has just got that uh, level of, I mean, he looks like he's aging all the time. You ever notice his face looks like it has deeper lines in it all the time? But anyways, I'm going to go with Rodgers. How about you? Yeah, I would too. I mean, I disagree with Bruce Arians who questioned our sanity to say that. But, yeah, I mean... I, I question our sanity also. So. Uh, and, and we have an example of what happens when you take him away when they play Kansas City, when Jordan Love was quarterbacking. Uh, Brady's important, but it's more that defense right now for Tampa Bay. I do think they have a fairly easy path. So uh, we're doing this while Cincinnati is defeating Vegas pretty handily, uh, and most people will be listening to this will have the advantage of knowing the results before we do. Who you got? Uh, uh, Buffalo at New England. 
I think Buffalo has big time revenge on New England. Uh, New England snuck in there, didn't pass very much. I know Belichick is the greatest NFL coach ever. I just think um, Buffalo's ready, and I think if Josh Allen has to break his own legs and ankles to score touchdowns, <laughs> he will. He's so determined. I thought you were going to ask me now that the Vegas Raiders are going to lose. Is Harbaugh going to go to the Raiders? I don't think so. I don't. I think he's okay where he's at. I'd be more apt to think that Miami is a bigger option than Vegas. No, no. The owner of Miami already said he's not taking. Yeah, Harbaugh. but if Vegas offers him, he can say, "Well, I would have wanted him to stay at Michigan, but he was going to go to pro anyway." No, Miami and Miami is a better. I think Miami is a better situation than Vegas. Vegas mm. doesn't have any draft picks either. Basachi's uh, done a pretty good job coaching that team. I mean, he, he, I would still keep Basachi. He's done well. I mean, look at the situation. They had a player kill someone in an, a wreck with a DUI. Had another player bring guns into a video and threaten people. Their coach had to leave for emails he did 10 years ago in the middle of the season. I mean, he Misachi uh, obviously gives the stability that they need, so I would stick with him. Mm. Yeah, You see, it, go ahead. Well, the Bears are not going, <coughs> excuse me, for Harbaugh. It looks like they're interviewing everybody else. So what I, is the best job hear, out there? I hear Ryan Day is a uh, possible candidate for the Bears job. <laughs> One loss to Michigan and he has to leave, is that it? Well, I mean, as I understand it, the GM there and him are very close. Hey, I mean, cash in when you can, I guess, huh? Get you, yeah, that's the whole idea. Get your money while you can. Which you rather right ask me which current job opening right. is the best? You know, you, you got a team that won eight games straight. That Miami job looks pretty good. That's why I think Harbaugh will be more apt to look there. Mm. I mean, that that. That the Minnesota job probably be second best. I mean, that's another team that barely missed out of the playoffs. The worst is Jacksonville. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd, I and I, I think you didn't it, even bring up the Giants. Ooh, that Giants is a train wreck. Also, it is. It is. But. I, you know, 1A and 1B, that's pretty much it. So Quickly, if you had you had your choice to coach the Giants or the, the Jaguars, who would you take? Jaguars, easy. Not as much yeah. pressure in the press, better weather, not as and, high expectations. Easy. And the fact you might be living in London in five years. <laughs> and you still have uh, Lawrence as quarterback. I don't know. It may do him well to go somewhere else <laughs> So how do you think about Darnold in Carolina? Is he going to make it, or do you think he's pretty much done? Uh, that brings up a story. Uh, we were talking religious beliefs with someone this week. I was, and I was telling the person, you know, we, we had a differentiation. I said, listen, I don't question anybody's devout beliefs because I believe that Darnold will be an NFL quarterback one day. Notice I didn't say starter. I I, I think They've got to stabilize the offensive line. Whoa, 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 whoa. What what do you mean religious? Is he Mormon or is he a different faith? No, 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 no. Me and the person were talking about religious beliefs. 
And I just said that I don't question anybody's devout beliefs because I believe Sam Darnold oh. would be an NFL quarterback. Okay, all right, all right. I, I was being slightly sarcastic. I didn't say he started, did I? No, you didn't. Uh, I, they've got to shore up the offensive line. I've seen the, the, the draft picks, and they're talking about Pickett for Pitt, and then none of the quarterbacks going in really excite me. I mean, O-line, you can be a mediocre quarterback with a great offensive line and win. But you can be the greatest quarterback in the world. No one's blocking for you. You're going to be on your backside. So we need to stabilize offensive line. I think that's what helped Detroit in the O-line that they picked up, the O-lineman they picked up this year. I mean, that's, that's the stability, and it's usually somebody who's going to be there for 10 to 15 years. I mean, you've got a, a Whitworth blocking for the Rams is 41 years old. Yes. He's the second oldest player in the NFL. We know who the oldest is. <laughs> Tommy. But, but yeah, and, you know. So that leads to this are. question. You said, you know, if you'd asked me at the beginning of the season that Jared Goff would actually get better during the year than worse, I would be surprised. So what's your surprise takeaway from the NFL season this year? Well, I'm going to get in trouble for beating that horse was, was Cleveland not being that good. Cleveland not being that good and Cincinnati being that good. Those are the two. But Cleveland's think, defense should have kept them in most games, and I think they did. And do you give credit to Baker Mayfield for trying, even though he was hurt, or should he have gotten out of the way? Uh, he should have gotten out of the way. I mean, to the extent that uh, he only had one more touchdown than uh, Jameis Winston had, and Jameis Winston went down before Halloween for the season. He just wasn't productive. This is a, everybody's sweet pick for the uh, Super Bowl. And they had more games other than Dallas broadcast on TV. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't think Cincinnati was this good. Yeah, I liked the quarterback. I just didn't think their defense was this good. They shocked and surprised me. So who's uh, the hottest team right now going into playoffs in NFL? What? The hottest team? Yeah, because sometimes you just got to hit hot at the right yeah. time. Yeah, you almost got to say Cincinnati. I mean, the Chiefs lost two weeks before the season. 49ers looked pretty darn yeah, good against yeah. the Rams. Remember, they lost the week before. Yeah. That's going to be a great game, the 49ers and the Cowboys. And those of us that are buying your age, remember those great playoffs oh, wow, yes. in the 70s when, when Brody would go against uh, Starbuck. And two great playoff games. And they haven't met in the playoffs since then. Oh, I thought you were going to go Aikman versus um, Young. Oh, that too. But I go back. There was two NFL, NFC championship games. Think of all the. In the mid-70s. All the great quarterbacks have played for the Cowboys and the 49ers over the years. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, you had Brody, you had Young, you had Montana. Uh with uh, the Cowboys, of course, you had Staubach and Morton, Danny White. Danny White. I mean, yeah, and this, this and is Aikman. It's a, it's a, and Aikman. It's amazing. Do we have to throw in the last, the one before this one? Who's Rumble? doing? Yeah, Rumble had pretty good stats. Surprisingly, more stat, better stats than you think of in that extent. So when but, I think of Romo, I always think of one play, and you know what play it is. It was in the playoffs against Seattle. The extra point kick. Oh. Oh my when he gosh. fumbled the extra point kick. Oh, 
Poor guy. I, I remember Parcells bringing him in uh, when Drew Bledsoe was injured on a Monday night game, and nobody knew who he was. Now, I was familiar with Eastern Illinois uh, because Peyton, who was the offensive coordinator for Dallas at that time, now the coach for New Orleans, had played quite a bit in arena football. So I knew where Eastern Illinois was, and I was familiar with the program. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing two teams like that haven't matched up in the playoffs that often. And then both have been resurgent. Both have come, that's going to be, to me, that's going to be the best playoff game because mm. you have a very physical team with a great defensive line that does not have to blitz. Cowboys have a great offensive line with Zach Martin. Uh, but, but, you know, Dak doesn't like to be pushed around, doesn't like to be offensively, doesn't, doesn't have to like to move around to throw. He loses accuracy sometimes when he runs. That's, that's going to be a game. And it's surprisingly, the word is that if Dallas does not win, McCarthy's out after two years. Whoa, that's whoa, not, whoa, really? Yeah. I mean, well, who are they going to get? Oh, Jerry can get whoever he wants. He can bring back anybody. Nah, I would, Belichick. I would think more their offensive coordinator would be the coach. They're worried about losing him anyway. Well, he was a star at Boise State. Um, yep. And then he came to the Lions and was a backup, and then the, the, he put him in a coaching position because <clears throat> they realized he had a really good, smart mind. And I don't know. Um, last time they took an offensive coordinator made him head coach, how did that turn out? Yeah, yeah. Well, he wound up getting fired halfway the season by the Giants. They're concerned about him leaving. Um, their defensive coordinators being interviewed. They're both being interviewed with a lot of these openings. So, how but big it, is the Cowboys' window? If you're talking, the Rams' window is short. I mean, Zach and um, Elliot. It's, and- it's Jerry's age. Jerry's getting up at age. Jerry would not. Jerry Jones wouldn't like anything else to get one more Super Bowl. I mean, Jerry's getting to the point where, you know, he's going to eventually have to turn that over to his son. But I don't care how many plastic surgeries he gets. (laughs) He he realizes his Uh, mortality. Flag, low blow. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Drop the flag on that low blow. It's the mortality aspect of it. I'm sure he wants (laughs) to. Are you thinking about plastic surgery for yourself, Ernest? Is that why you came out? No, 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 no. No implants. Well, no I just saw a picture taken of you out of my neck. and your sons at a North Carolina Tar Heel basketball game, and I thought you were sort of hiding your double chin the way the camera was looking down. It was higher than you looking down on you. So I thought, is he trying to hide something here, you know, like a double we're chin? To, or We're trying to get the cork. You can obviously see we're driving the razor blade companies, me and my three sons <laughs> in the business. All three all guys have, have beards. Yeah. Yes, yes. We are all bearded it's gentlemen. It's like a beard oil commercial. Or the, like the, the old Smith Brothers cough drops, except three of them instead of two. Boy, I am going skewing old with ah, Smith right. Brothers cough drops. Have you ever had a fisherman's friend cough drop? No, I haven't had a fisherman friend oh. in general. <laughs> uh, when I came up north, man. they said, try this fisherman's I'm a, friend. I'm a Luden's man, okay? I go with Luden's. That doesn't sound good. It sounds like something out of your nose, Luden. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's a name bring company that respect. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do some predictions about I, games. If you have the games there, I don't have them in front of me. Or oh, okay. Uh, uh, we did Buffalo and New England. I'm taking New England. 
Uh, Philadelphia. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're taking New England instead of Buffalo? Yeah. Is this like until they have uh, a stick into their heart, they're not done? Well, quarterback has a hard time with cold weather. He talks about when it gets below freezing, he can't feel his feet. You're talking about Josh Allen. Yeah, I guess it doesn't get cold in the Wyoming. Yeah, he's from Wyoming. What the heck? That's what he said. That, that and That's why they're trying to push towards a dome stadium, because, you know, they're having to replace the stadium. The yeah, uh, lease is running out. It looks like, actually, it looks like a college field in that respect. Yeah, I'm taking New England. Next game, Tampa, Philadelphia. Tampa, 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 Tampa. Yeah, yeah. I just, even though Philadelphia has can put pressure on Brady and he's missing his favorite wide receiver. Yeah. I got to go with Tampa Bay. All right. The game we talked about a little bit already 49ers and Cowboys. I'm going to say the Cowboys are going to win because they're home and 49ers had to win a really tough game last week. I don't think they'll have it fully together for this one. I like the defensive pressure. I like Debo Samuel who got his name from the movie Friday. I'm going with Niners. All right, Chiefs, Pittsburgh. <laughs> really? You're asking this? Big Ben's last game, right? We the, agree. The clock that has struck 12 on Big Ben. Yes. By the way, See did you there, stay folks? up and watch the overtime? I and did not. The possible tie. I really thought, I think on the last podcast, I made fun of a tie scenario. Yeah. It almost had. Well, I didn't think the Jaguars would beat the Colts. And if 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 Staley, Brendan Staley, the Chargers coach, had not called a timeout with 30 seconds to go, yeah, the Raiders have pretty much talked about, we're just going to sit on it. We'll, we'll take the tie. And it's a great reaction from one of the running backs when they admit that to him on the field afterwards. But we're both going Chiefs, right? And last Monday night, all my friends are coming over tonight, Monday night playoffs. Uh, Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, this is a tough one for me because I'm a big Stafford fan. I feel like he suffered enough in Detroit. Um, the, the Cardinals have really been bumpy ride the last couple of weeks. I don't know which team is going to show up. They get J.J. Watt back. I know. I know. But they don't get, don't get Hopkins back. They're playing in L.A., right? Or they're playing in Phoenix? L.A., yes. That didn't seem to help the Rams very much last week. There was more 49er fans in the crowd than Rams fans. There will probably be quite a bit of Cardinals fans. Uh, ooh, I hate to say this, and Nate will be happy. Uh, Cardinals by three. Yeah, the big question has been, for a long time, people blamed uh, the management of the Lions on Stafford's inability to get to the playoffs. And when he did get to the playoffs, he didn't win. And the idea and concept always was that he was limited by the resources around that. And this year, maybe we're finding out, maybe he wasn't all that good. His decision-making isn't the best in the world. With that in mind, if if he ends his season with two consecutive losses, uh, I don't know if he'll be at L.A. next year. So yeah, I'm taking he's been throwing some horrible pick six, and I think he's trying too hard because early in the season he was so good. Um, and plus, he lost a couple wide receivers, and uh, Beckham is a head case, man. I just I said that before. I don't think he's all he has is really cup in the in the tight end. Well, I think the rushing attack has has the injuries to running backs is hurt. 
because if the defense knows you have to pass, it's much more difficult. You have to have established running game. And that's that's the one thing I see with so LA. Cardinals? I'm going Rams. Ooh. I really am. I'm going Rams. I just think they're going to be up for the effort. Remember, this is the Cardinals' first playoff game since who? Since they lost to the Panthers in the NFC Championship game in 2016. Mm. Kind of remember that game. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with uh, I'm going with the, the Rams. They'll be ready and, for this game. Uh, there'll be some interesting matchups next week. If you've got Cowboys going to the pack to the Packers. Or you've got the Chiefs and the Bills face. I mean, there's a lot of combinations can go, but it'll set up for a great a great series. And it, it's neat to have the holiday on Monday, and then after a three day weekend, you've got a playoff game. NFL works it out just great. I mean, the timing in it. Even though I don't particularly care for this super wild card weekend, it's, it's just wild card weekend. Nothing super about it. Okay. So here's some NFL trivia that maybe you don't even know and it's really about the nfl equipment i've always wanted a real nfl game ball and this year somebody gave me cash for christmas i went on ebay i bought a kendall wright signed titans game ball it actually has titans engraved into it and it's numbered and i don't care about kendall wright i mean he had a flash in the pan type wide receiver career but i wanted the game ball so I got it, and I was so excited, and I love the way it's weighted, and it just throws so nicely. And um, but I noticed it was a little slippery, and so I I went to just you know some just water on a cloth, just wipe it down, and all of a sudden some red came off, like the dye came off, I'm like what the heck is this? And then I did a Google on there's a proper way to prep these balls. Oh yeah. yeah. And do you know the how it's supposed to be prepped? Uh, let me think. It's not mud from the Delaware River <laughs> like baseballs. But it is a type of what they call mud. So what they yeah. do is they brush it. There's a certain brush that they brush the football down, the leather down. I think so that the you know the leather is ready to receive the conditioner. And then they put down this type of mud stuff on it. That is it the same thing as baseball? The same. It has to come from Delaware County in Pennsylvania off the Delaware River. I don't and know. There's only one location where the mud comes because it's it's not granular. The mud right, is exactly. Not. It's got to be super smooth mud. Yeah, yeah. I bet it's the same stuff they it use. Probably on yeah. You know uh, the little name on the football, the little title they have on every football. Yeah, Duke. Yeah, you know where that's from? Johnny Unitas. No, 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 no. Wellington Mara Senior. Oh wow. He was called the Duke and. He was where back then home teams supplied the balls and they would venture and different. Like uh, the Browns would have a very fat football because Otto Graham threw the ball more than they ran it. So he petitioned the league to have a standardized size and weight football. Ah. And because of the honor they named every football has his nickname on it, the Duke. Right. So the. For me, I don't have the mud here, but I do have a lot of conditioning uh, glove magic type of stuff with lanolin. They said that's really good. So I put that on the football and working it over. But I kept on thinking about Tom Brady and low-pressure footballs when I was conditioning <laughs> my football. All you need is a needle for that. That's well, <laughs> not that hard to do. <laughs> so, But yeah, so I was, but definitely changed the color of the football. I realize now that this ball wasn't conditioned like it should have been. In, it was actually just 
set aside for him to sign it and sell it. But it's a real NFL football engraved thing. But once you put that lanolin on it and start to work it over, it changes colors. And that's why it wasn't treated. That's why the red came off initially. But uh, my son's coming over tomorrow. We're going to throw it around a little bit and um, have fun. Does that help the grip? Is it easier to grip that way? Uh, a little bit already. I'm going to see more tomorrow. i got to sit overnight. And, but I just didn't realize they put mud on these footballs. Now, have you measured your hand to make sure you have an NFL-sized hand to throw the football? Oh, man. That's the big thing nowadays when they <laughs> look at prospects. Because yeah, I that know. was the thing about Baker Mayfield. I thought you were going he somewhere thought, else with that size of hands and stuff like that. No, they measure from the thumb to I know, the little finger, yeah. and it's got to be at least nine inches. Joe Theismann didn't have um, a huge stature to him. Uh, Fran Tarkington didn't have yeah, a but huge the size of hands. That's the difference: is the size of hands and the ability to grip it. Yeah. Anyways. Because a lot of people don't realize college footballs are much thinner than professional footballs. Yeah. And we play with different size footballs in different levels of sport. Yeah. Do you own uh, NFL official football? No, I have a uh I have an XFL football. Yes, you do. I know that. I have a arena football. I've always wanted to get a Canadian football, which is Canadian football is actually thinner than NCAA football. I have an NCAA football. And I have one from uh, an arena league that was kind of regional, which is red, white, and blue, which looks really nice. when you, If you get the rotation right, yeah. really looks pretty in that respect. When our boys were little, I remember we both got NFL size footballs, but they were rubber so that they were not too hard. If you threw one at your kid, if he didn't quite get it right, it wouldn't you know, hurt him too bad. Oh, I tried to hurt him. I tried to throw as hard as I can. Oh, Boom. man, toughen him up. That's go. it. That's it. Make a manly dash. All right. Before we run out of time, we'll go back to culture. Um, I really enjoy Disney Plus, whatever they call it on TV, and I watched all the Mandalorian. Loved that. Thought it was awesome. So I was excited when Boba Fett came, was coming out, and then I was asking Ernest before the podcast, is it Bubba or Baba? You know, is he from the South or is he from England? So if you watch it, um, it's good. It's not as good as The Mandalorian. It's trying to tell two stories at the same time. It has a bunch of flashbacks with Boba Fett. And I want to ask a question right away, Ernest. Did you ever see Boba Fett's face in Star Wars movies? And my thinking is no, you never did. You didn't in the original three. You did in the uh, middle, which were actually the first ones. Because he's a clone, and you see his father oh, killed him. You see him as a child. So you see him, the actor's name is Tamuda Morrison, who is from, uh, he's Maori, he is from New Zealand, and he played Aquaman's father in the Aquaman movie. And he's, he's a fairly regular character actor in that respect. So you didn't see him because someone portrayed him differently in the original movies, because remember, that was in the 70s. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, he was in the, that uh, uh, dreadful Episodes one, episode two. He's in episode three in that respect. So, but besides, I, you have to get over the fact it's not as good as the Mandalorian. It's not as Mandalorian had a simple journey type feel to it. Like he, the guy, Mandalorian had to get Baby Yoda or whatever his name was to the right person, and you didn't have. It was a lot of mystery, like who is the Mandalorian, what's the story. Um, but Boba Fett's okay. I mean, the only thing, the other thing you have to get over is he's not a young actor anymore, and here's this older guy. 
doesn't matter how fit he is, doing a lot of athletic things, and you think, wait a second, I don't think a guy that age could be doing that kind of stuff. But then again, this is not real, right? Hello. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like the two concurrent stories because one of them shows how he's changed from being a ruthless bounty hunter to a more reserved, patient person. Just like you, Ernest. Yeah, just like me. And uh, I also like that Danny Trejo's in it. If you remember Danny Trejo, he was a young man who was incarcerated, California penal system, and went to acting school and is in very proficient in a lot of movies. Always is the bad uh, guy, usually. Yeah, usually the bad guy. This way, he's the, uh, he's the trainer for the creature that lives underneath uh, Boba Fett's. Area. Yeah, we wonder about his uh, alliances, don't we? Yes, yes. There's things alluded to in that respect. But I, I, like I said, uh, you know, it's it's good. I like the the concurrent themes that are running and the change. So it's it's fascinating. It's we're halfway through it. I think three episodes out of six. So I'm sure to pick up steam here in a little bit. And John Fafar, who did the Mandalorian, who did the Jungle Book, who did Iron Man. He's written all these episodes. <coughs> it's fascinating when you look back. Uh, you know, the first movie he did was uh, Rudy, which he played Rudy's best friend on the right. football team. But uh, he was, you know, as much as we had uh, Affleck and, and Matt Damon as two guys who came in Hollywood together, who have taken very, very different paths. Uh, same thing with, with him and, uh, oh man, the comedic actor, real tall guy. Uh, I'm blanking out. Will they Ferrell? Came in. No, 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 no. Older guy. He's in Fred Claus. Uh, Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn and him came into Hollywood together. And they're best friends. They're also in, in Rudy together. And it's fascinating how they have gone in different directions. Vince Vaughn now... Pretty much, you don't see him in anything, you know, just bit player. And his buddy has, has continued in directing and writing and producing and doing quite a bit there at this time. So it's it's fascinating to see that type of change in that respect. Saying one got fat and happy and the other one got fat and rich? Is that what you think? Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap this show up, Ernest. What's your final couple minutes? I hate to be a buzzkill, but oh, no, here we don't go. tell me somebody else died. Come on. No, no. Well, uh, his career probably has Djokovic. This, this, you know, Djokovic is tied right now for the most majors won in tennis. Tied with who? Uh, he's tied with Federer, and he's tied with Nadal. They all have twenty-six major championships, and he has won the last. Nine Australia Open in a row. Like Nadal owns the French Open. Djokovic Djokovic, uh, pretty much owns the Australian Open. So here's a guy who is a strident anti-vaxxer who lied on his visa application, who has been to group events, who is going to the court system to be able to play the Australia Open because pretty much if he gets to play in the Open, He's going to win it. He'll be the all-time leader in majors, and I don't think anyone will ever come close to it again. 
if he doesn't win, he doesn't do very well at the French Open. He's moderately successful at uh, Wimbledon, does a little bit better at the U.S. Open. But this may end his ability to stand out. This childish, self-centered, selfish instinct that he has, which could have been resolved if he'd just taken the shot, thinking of others instead of himself, and tying up the court system in Australia. And, and Australia is much more stringent with uh, their rules towards COVID than we are in America, probably the most stringent in the world. But as a sportsman, as a human being, I don't know anybody who has dropped links this low as him. And although he may get that 27th championship and have the all-time wins in the Open, to me, he'll never be the champion that Roger Federer and the doll are. Ooh, well said. Well said. I agree with you totally on that. All right, folks. Um, I basically gave my little rant about Saban earlier. I'm just glad to see coaches stepping up, doing the right thing, um, being class acts. Hopefully you see more of that in college and um, we see more sports coming back. Um, I know in my family we've experienced a little bit of COVID and we're over it now, but we're all trying to stay safe and um, be wise out there. And for Ernest Watts, this is Paul Arnold. Thanks for listening to Part in the Confusion. I'm going to wrap it up. If you want to get in touch with us, email us at gobluearnold at gmail.com. For Ernest Watts, this is Paul Arnold. Have a good night. Yeah.